0: I'm rather pleased that the reading today wasn't from the other gospel that said, unless you hate your parents, you can't, because my parents are here. I didn't come because I hate them, of course, but Jesus is very strong in this proclamation. You cannot love your parents or your children more than you love God. He's being very clear on this, and he proves some amazing, he just brings this Full to light in how we interact with each other, giving us these three examples of how we treat one another as a prophet, as, a, as as a disciple, as even a little one who believes we take care of one another and even offer a cold cup of water to each other. We take care of one another. But he's very clear on this opening line, and it was, it's a very important line for those of us who have worked in vocations. I was vocation director for the Dominican uh, province for four years before I took on my current mission in in Madison, Wisconsin. And if you know anything about Madison, Wisconsin, it is mission territory. (laughs) One of the communist capitals of the United States, so you know I'm rather busy and struggling often there, but nonetheless, it is mission territory. But this is a great gospel to reflect on for those who have been working in in vocations and those of us who have taken on the vocation of priesthood or religious life as I've done both and then sisters, brothers, deacons, all of us who have a vocation. What is it that you love? Oftentimes in my years as both a friar and a vocation director, I've heard the, the words, and I'm, I'm just going to forewarn you, please don't say these words to a priest ever. Or if you have before, repent, assign yourself a nice penance, and then move on. But please don't say to us, Oh, Father, I cannot wait for you to get married when the church will change all of its teaching. Two problems with that. One is, no, it's not going to change its teaching. The other one for that is, I'm a religious. I've taken a vow Uh, for life, for for celibate, celibate chastity, even if they did allow that, which it was allowed at one time in the Church of the History, I still would not be able to because religious orders never, never did. And so it's difficult. But the reason I say that, the reason I'm so adamant about that and I will lay my life down for it is because that's the reason why. I will lay my life down for the Gospel. That's, what, that's when, we're led, when we're helping young people discern the, voc, the call to their vocation. And most of the people I've worked with over my life that have discerned vocation end up married with families. Because that is a vocation. And it requires you to say no to some things and yes to others. As all of our lives have that. We can't say yes to everything. We will be lost if we try to say yes to everything. And so we don't. I've said, I've said yes to God completely and therefore I've said no to marriage, no to children, no to, uh, no to owning businesses, no to many things that, 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 that require me to, because my yes to God is complete. And so I said yes in the Dominican order because the Dominicans have a very specific way of living. Our life is meant as the order of preachers is to figure out the next best homily to proclaim the good news. The order of preachers seeks to preach Jesus Christ and not just with our words, with our very lives. Because if they people, talk is cheap, as we know, talk can be very, very cheap. You can say one thing and mean another, you can say one thing and do another. But in the life of a priest, a religious, someone who has handed his or her life over to a congregation or to the service of the church, is a very specific statement to the world. It's not not necessarily or ever, the world is pure evil, run away from it. No, that's not what we're saying when we say yes to Jesus and say yes to this congregation. Yes to the priesthood. Yes to the diaconate. Yes to serving the poor. Yes to Mother Teresa's vision of how we take care of the poor. All those yeses are are important. They're not necessarily against one thing. They are for the one thing, and the one thing. And that's why Jesus says, "You cannot love that which you would be most familiar with more than God. You cannot love your procreators." more than the creator. My parents are the procreators. That was their job. Their their vocation was to raise children. Raise children up to heaven. That's the vocation of family. That's what they are to do. But they are not God. They are not God. And in the same way, a child is not a God to a parent. And that's a very difficult thing in our day and age. Parents idolize children. I see it all the time. We have a school too. My little, my little precious does nothing wrong. Oh yeah, we'll come in the classroom at about 2.20 and we'll, we'll have a talk and see if your little precious does ever any, does anything wrong. We know. Kids are scoundrels. We know it. That's okay. We still raise them up to heaven. That is the goal. And we really see... This deeper response on how father and deacon and all of us try to live our lives to proclaim the good news. To, 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 uh, for people to truly understand what does that actually mean. Is, is, is the priest just there to baptize and, and anoint and, and offer, offer the sacraments whenever you're ready for them? Or is there something more to it? And we know there's something more to it. It is why Dominic founded the Order of Preachers. It is also in and very, very uh, keenly represented, represented in, a, in a celebration we had this week, the Feast of the Solemnity of Saints Peter and St. Paul. We celebrated Saints Peter and St. Paul today, the 24th, or, the, or this week. And then the day after, Friday, yesterday, we celebrated the first Holy the holy martyrs of Rome those first ones that were martyred but we celebrate St. Peter and St. Paul together because there's even the um, pious legend that they died on the same day that Peter was crucified upside down on Vatican Hill in that graveyard in that necropolis on the same day that Paul outside the walls of Rome lost his head Brothers and sisters, these two men, these pillars of our apostles, show us something important. They gave their lives to tell people about Jesus Christ. They gave their lives to the last. And the, in the, and the, beautiful, the beautiful mystery about it, Peter loses his life in Rome, Paul outside of Rome. All of it, was encompassed by the Roman Empire. That empire that stretched from England all the way down to East Asia, far in North Africa, amazingly huge, huge empire of governance. It doesn't exist anymore. Your church does. Peter and Paul marked the reality of the end of the Roman Empire that would come about three, 400 years later, with their blood. One on the inside, the governance would end. One on the outside, the empire would end. And what, what maintained? God, Jesus Christ, his people have remained and will remain for the gates of the netherworld shall not, shall not prevail against them. And so that's what we continue to do in our lives, to give our lives completely husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, you give your lives for your family. You give your lives. You you, you, you blow all your great dreams out the windows as soon as that kid starts crying coming out of the womb because everything's different now. And you know it. And this child must be protected and raised up to heaven. And that's what we do. That's why marriage and family is so important for the Catholic life. Next to the Eucharist, right behind the Eucharist, it's marriage. Cardinal Burke has written very well on this. Marriage and family. The the domestic church. And how you live for one another. And how you carry your cross, as Jesus says today. Unless you pick up your cross, you cannot be my disciple. And so Father and I and Deacon and every one of us will pick up our crosses today. And it's difficult. Life's hard. Isn't it difficult? We know that. But that's why Jesus was very adamant in the way he explained those three events. Following a prophet, tending to a prophet, tending to a disciple, tending to one of the little ones with a cold cup of water. It's how we live with each other. How we take care of one another makes life a little bit easier. But life isn't easy, we know that. But it is a lot more joyful and a lot more incredible when we do it together and we show the world what that looks like. How we love one another. That's what they would say. See how they love each other was the first call to conversion for so many people. This people really cares for each other. They love one another. They'll protect one another. They'll offer each other a cup of cold water because they know Jesus Christ. And all of that goes back to the simple fact of why we live like this. Why did I become a Dominican? So that you will know what God thinks of you. Nothing else. I've got nothing else to add to that. I can. I'm a preacher. I can go on for hours. I won't. But the purpose of the life of a preacher is to tell people what God thinks of them. And the next time you go to a wedding and you see a beautiful bride coming down the aisle and you see the, the, the groom up there weeping his eyes out at this beautiful bride then you will un, you'll begin to understand what God thinks of you and why God and Jesus, Jesus Christ specifically used nuptial language when he talked about you my beautiful bride I love you so much I will give my life for you and he did that's what God thinks of you that's why I do what I do And I do it to remind myself every day, this is what God thinks of you, Andy. This is what God thinks of you, every one of you. Look in the mirror. What does God think of you? He thinks you you are worth dying for. And he did. And then he rose to take you home to the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.